As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Scott Smogots. What's up, Scott? <laughs> Where'd that one come from? Oh, no, I just pulled it out. Watching some Scottish TV? Uh, no. Oh, man. I know exactly what I want to talk about first. What? That just reminded me. No, I haven't been watching Scottish TV, but have you watched Saltburn yet? No, I, no, I don't think I'm ever going to. Honestly, my God, bad, 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 bad. I kind of figured it was bad. Their performances by Barry. I don't want to butcher his last name. Yogan. Is that what it is? Yeah. Thank you. He was great. Uh, who's the guy from Euphoria? Jacob Elordi. He was great. There was a lot of really good performances in it. I won't take away from the acting. Whoever wrote this movie thinks that they are so smart, so deep, so transcendent of current cinema, and this was going to be like just shake up the world of cinema. It was exhausting to watch. I didn't think it was deep, meaningful, or any of those things. I thought they were going for shock and awe and thought they were being super deep, and it didn't land at all. It was a it just a flat-out bad movie. Kind of what I thought, at least from the people that I know who have seen it. Nobody really said it was that spectacular. It just seemed like something I don't really want to get into. But I do I, – look, I love Barry Keegan because he's been in a lot of things – and he actually had a quote this past week, which was super funny, because people label him as a little freak. He's just <laughs> a little freaky guy. And he said he wants to get out of his little freak era and move into his man freak era. And I appreciate that. I like that. Who comes to mind for you when somebody says like a man freak as like an actor? Oh, man. I was thinking like Willem Dafoe. That's a good one. A man freak actor. Oh, Jared Leto. But I think he wants to be. A he man wants freak to be actor. that. I don't That's, think he's a yeah. real one. Um, Army Hammer. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's an actual freak. You mean one that's not, not eating people? A yeah, no, one? I meant like Willem Dafoe, who just embraces who he is as a weirdo. Um, uh, probably like Cillian Murphy. Yeah, I guess he could be kind of like, like that. Like a closet. I think he's, he's awesome. I think he's one of the best actors. I love his interviews. He seems like a good dude. But behind closed doors, I wouldn't be surprised if my man gets a little freaky. Yeah, I, I like Killian Murphy a lot just because he seems like he doesn't want to be at the award shows. Yeah, that's funny. He's too. just tired, which is crazy, by the way. They have like 15 award shows in a span of two weeks. It's award season, baby. I understand that. Space them out a little bit. These oh. poor actors that are going to these shows, they are tired. Side note, Barry Keoghan. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah. Big dick. Yeah. Yeah. Big, Big old schlong. dick in the movie. <laughs> Big schlong. I'm going to call her out right now, too, because Dev was watching. <laughs> She's in the kitchen. She's going to kill me. When he there's a scene in the movie, I'm just gonna ruin it for you. I don't care. Um, there was two scenes that were told to me before the movie. If somebody dies and there's a dick. There, no, uh, there's a bathtub scene that's really gross that I didn't care for. Where he like, you, I'm not gonna get into that one. And there's another scene where he has sex with the dirt. Okay. Um, and pulls out his his dong. To mud sex. or dirt? It's mud. It was raining, so okay, it's mud. It's wet. It's mud. Yeah. yeah. Ew. <laughs> And the first thing, as soon as he pulls it out, there goes, oh, he's got a big soft dick. (laughs) (laughs) And she just said, oh, my God, from the kitchen. (laughs) Big soft dick. All right. Big soft dick. Hit the Uh, ground running on this episode. Yeah, well, uh, don't trip on it. But um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Wait, did you watch this after you had already played in the mud? No. Oh, yeah. So maybe you were just upset about the mud. That's why you didn't like the movie. I didn't have sex with mud. mud. I wasn't even. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't even insinuating that maybe that was. Oh God! Now I have some questions. There are some holes out There's there. There's a lot of holes out there. Uh, how'd you dig that moat? Big soft dick. Big. So- <laughs> anyway, it is our Friday episode, and we had our Beverly Hills episode as well. So we already did Rose and Thorn. So do you have any current events for us today? Yeah. All if right. you want current events, go to Beverly Hills episode. Listen to the current events. Otherwise, I think that was a great open. Yeah. Yeah. It was a soft open for the <laughs> big soft open. Big soft open for our listeners. But that takes us on to. We're back to Miami. We Mr. had a week off. Yep. We are back. Just do what? You got to say it. Every time? Every time. We're more creative than that. We don't Come have to on. do the same thing every God, time. You are, I don't know who's shitting your Cheerios this morning, but we're back with Miami. Why do I have Cheerios in the morning? It's good do for you? cholesterol. You do have Cheerios no. in the morning? Oh. Uh, I don't really eat in the morning. I don't need to get into it. I, uh, <laughs> I just have <laughs> coffee. But anyway, we are back in Miami and we start out with Marisol and Steve. And I don't know, we don't see a whole lot of Steve. Um, so it's nice to actually like see behind the scenes of Marisol's house and we get to meet her stepsons. And I will say I liked her relationship with them. I think she came into their life when they were a little bit older. So she even says, I, I kind of treat it more as like a big sister situation. And we see that in real time when she's making big meat jokes at the steak. And one of the kids is like, can you not just, just do it again without being fucking weird about it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought. Appreciated was, that. I did too. It seems like they have a good dynamic in their household. And we like to see that. And Marisol's not my favorite, but that, it's nice to see behind the scenes. It actually makes me like her a lot more. When I see her interact with her family. That's how it always is. But she's planning a part. or no. But they have a little medium in the house. And I wanted to know how you feel about this. The stupidest fucking thing in the world. Why? What? The dude goes into the house and he walks to the back room and he goes, somebody woke up here and didn't know what he was going to do today. What the fuck does that mean? He's a 15-year-old kid. Of course he woke up and didn't know what he was going to do today. You want to talk about the kid? Yes, he was. He's talking about the spirit. He was talking about the vibes of the room. Yes. He was directly. Marisol sits in that room. Oh, God. I don't want to do and this. she it's said so that she feels an energy. And then he walked in the house and knows in that one room, hmm, I do feel something. that It was happy in the front of the house, but back here I'm getting a vibe. He said it was sad in the back of the house. He did say it was sad. And then she says, I sit here all day. I don't leave the house, which is also sad. That is sad. <laughs> Correct. Right, so maybe just pick. But how did he pick up on that? Context clues. What do you mean? Context clues is exactly what I mean. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've seen some weird shit in my own house. Watch that basement door sometimes. Yeah, your basement's a little creepy, but... I've told you about the kids' drawings. We've talked to the kids, yeah. Whoa, don't make contact with them. I've done it before. You don't want me to do it again? No, I really... That's because I get to leave. I really don't. Yeah, I don't have to Because I'm not sure if I believe it, but I don't want to test it out. All right? It's like, like you, it's it like when you guys broke out the Ouija board in Pocono and I lost my mind. Oh, I didn't partake in that. No, you didn't? Good. Oh, I yeah. left the room. Yeah, see? <laughs> but wait Nobody a minute. I knew I left the room. Wait a minute. Why do you get to pick I like and choose? I don't like to fuck around with it if I'm going to have to stay there. Yeah. Oh, so you're not a full... Well, that Ouija boards are different. Why is that different? Wait, you can't pick and choose... Just in case it you works. Can't... Wait a minute. Plus, there's a lot of Pick jokesters. Side, a lot dude. of jokesters in our group, so they might like you're fuck. You're, this is single weak. me out. This is soft. You either need to be agnostic about it, or you need to be anti no, that I there think, are. I think that no, that's the thing. 
I think that spirits exist out there. Okay, there you go. Correct? That's fine. I think they exist. I like to poke fun at it sometimes. But when it comes to guys that are coming to your house to see if there's some spirits in there, I don't believe that I will shit. say Especially this. in broad daylight, dude. I, Do it at night. I will Turn say this. Off. It seemed very ho-hum. It did not seem that dedicated. It was like, oh, I'll just light some sage and I'm going to bounce. Yeah, a big Jamaican blunt. Are we still on this scene, by the way? We Let's are. move on. We get to... <laughs> We get to Gertie and Russell, and Gertie is post-op, and she's recovering in bed, and Russell is tending to her, and it's nice to see her recovering and starting to feel better, and the girls come over to cheer her up. We get Julia and Nicole, and they're going over the Mamacita lunch, and we are still waiting to get the pathology results in this episode for Gertie, so we don't know what the prognosis is moving forward. Uh, When they find that out, they get to find out treatment, what's next, so on and so forth, but in the meantime, it's nice of these two to come over and kind of cheer up a little bit. And as they're talking about the Mamacita lunch, that's when we get into this whole debacle of Anna and who invited her and Alexia and Marisol are out on Nicole now and they don't think Adriana had anything to do with it because during the party, Adriana seemed very distant, like didn't want to talk about it. And like, that's their evidence to this, which we'll get into a lot more later. But I did like that Nicole, because Nicole's the normal one, is like, I'm done. Until they're able to call me and like smooth this over, I'm not going to group events. I'm so sick of getting dragged. I'm trying to mend fences with these two. And I have a counter theory to it as well when we get into it later. But I think that's the right move. I think that she has tried to extend a hand to these two for a while for whatever reason. And these two just don't, they flat out don't like her. And I'm, I am under the impression that it's because of jealousy. I think they're jealous of Nicole. I, I think it is too. Um, and look, Nicole went through the struggle of putting this entire party together, which I can probably only describe as a struggle. Trying to get all these women on the same page to come to the same event on a Thursday, which was crazy to me. Guess these people don't work, really. I know Nicole's schedule is a little different, but I don't know. Every time that I hear something's going on on a Thursday morning, I am very confused. <laughs> it's just there's no way for me to break out of that. But she had to go through and invite all these people and set everything up. She had that lovely poet man over there to write poems for people. That's really sweet. Really nice. I am. I know that a couple of weeks ago when we talked about this, I was thinking Nicole was maybe throwing some shade here and there and trying to stir some things up for the show specifically. But after hearing that she's refusing to go to parties with them and basically refusing to film the show. Because she's just going to go hang out with Anthony until things boil, like blow over and not care until they reach out to her and try to apologize for things. I'm now completely on the other side. I don't think that Nicole really understood the severity of who Anna was, what she was doing in the press. I don't think she was really paying attention to any of that. She was just going off of Adriana. Adriana said, hey, we should invite Anna. She's a mother. She hasn't been around. And all these women know her. That's enough for me, I you guess. You don't think there was any... I think Any she may level. have known that there's some things, but not the severity of what Maybe, level it was at. Dev's the one that pointed out to me, and like going back to the reunion, when she says, oh yeah, Anna reached out to me. I think that there is some merit there to at least look further into it. I didn't originally. Originally, I was like, nah, Alexia and Marisol are really fucking annoying with this, and it's driving me crazy. But I think the thought of it could be good for the show to have Anna in here, because we know that there's a past, probably crossed her mind. But again, I don't think that she understood what Anna was doing in the press and on podcasts and dragging Alexia and Marisol. Yeah, I don't know. But but the whole thing is brought up because there's a party at Marisol's and Nicole's the only one that's not invited. Even Adriana's invited. And there's already been people have said that Adriana's the one that did this. 
They just flat out don't believe her, which, which is so doesn't make weird. any sense. Thank you. I was so confounded by this whole thing. It makes zero sense that they based take, off of vibes. That's what I'm saying. Like this is somebody that they could not stand for the longest time. Last season, they hated Adriana, and they pointed out even most of this season. I know, and they always point out the stuff that she does, the shady shit behind the scenes. And now we get to a point with Adriana where they're like, "Oh yeah, we buy that. We believe her." Flat out. It doesn't make any sense it at all. Like when how you put quickly... into the fact that she has, they're all just jealous of her. Sorry to cut you off. No, yeah, it, that might be true. That obviously could be true. And we saw Marisol and Nicole kind of come together a little bit when they were out in Fort Lauderdale going through the scavenger hunt. And it seems like they kind of put it to bed. They said the tros. And even Nicole said, look, it, it's Marisol. I don't really care. I'm not going to make an effort with her, but it was nice to have that conversation with her. And we even said that it looked nice at the time. I can't get past the fact that it makes zero sense. Adriana is Marisol's sworn enemy. We did not see any sort of coming together when they were at that dinner in Fort Lauderdale. And thereafter, there were efforts being made between Alexia and Marisol. And Adriana didn't take part in any of that. She has no interest in squashing this beef because that's all Adriana has. She just wants to stir shit up and she wants to get back at Alexia and Marisol. How are they the ones that are now all of a sudden on team Adriana? No, no, she's fine. She's okay. She didn't know what she was doing. She know exactly she knows exactly what she was doing. Even when she, and we'll get to this later, when she cops to the idea that she knew what was going on. And wanted to get back at Alexia, they still dismissed it. Yep. So there is a clear vendetta going after Nicole, whether it's jealousy, whether it's something that we're not privy to, because maybe there's something else going on behind the scenes that we're not, we just don't know yet. I don't know. I have no idea what it is, but I could not get past the confusion. No, I was really baffled by the whole thing. But Julia says that she's going to take it upon herself to smooth things over and make sure that they know. That makes me wary. Because we've seen her take it upon herself to deliver a message to the group in the past. It did not go well mm -hmm. at all. And that was the whole thing with Lisa trying to explain to her like about finances and stuff like that and questions about the kids and all of that stuff at that one dinner when they're on vacation. I don't think she's the right person for this job. I think that we've seen that prior. I think she does think so because she's friends with Adriana mm -hmm. and friends with the rest of the girls. So it's like her job to do it should not be. Should be somebody else. And we see it play out later. But who else would do it? I don't know. That's the thing. There's not going to be anybody else to step up. I agree. It's just like it. <sighs> it seems like Kiki is disinterested. She just doesn't really care about what's going on. Obviously, she's going to ask questions. But every confessional that she gets, it seems like she hates being around these women. As I know, it is. Right? So that's really funny. Gertie, there's too much going on in her life right now. She's not going to step up. Nor should she have to. Nor should she have to. There's really nobody else to step up and make Adriana tell Alexia and Marisol what's That's going on. Point. It's, it's just got to be Julie. Look, much to my dismay, chagrin. chagrin. Yeah, I kind of wanted to say chagrin, but I know that's your word. I, I don't think I've said chagrin on this podcast. You have. That's your word. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Much to my dismay. Okay. I, yeah, I don't want Julia to do this anyway. Like it, She fumbles around her words. <laughs> she <laughs> just has no clue what she's doing. Like She goes into things with a game plan. And, and then, then she completely abandons the entire game plan. Yeah. Like she has no idea what's going on. So uh, somebody has to do it. I guess it's Julia, but I don't know. I look. I do appreciate the fact that she will do it. She'll take it upon herself. It's just I think during it she gets a little frazzled. It doesn't come out as clean as it's supposed to, and then she gets I, I don't know caught up in the moment and like backs away from it. But regardless, frazzle is a funny word. I always think about razzle dazzle after you say frazzle. Frazzle dazzle, but. 
this next scene, my God, just wow. Let's get the kid dressed up in a bow tie. Yes. Suit. <laughs> like this scene, bro. I love this kid, by the way. Kid's I, the best. The kids. Look, Logan. He's great. Logan's great. I have no issues against Logan. This scene overall, I was cringing. I name it. I was doing it. She yeah. takes him to the bank to open up a savings account. And as they're going through the process of doing this, this poor bank teller, by the way, Lisa starts talking about her financial history, her financial past, what she's done. Oh, all the only question that started this was, didn't, did you have a job? I don't actually know. Nobody asked that question. No, she said, she just started talking about her first job serving ice cream. She frames it like, we grew up middle class. I had to have a job at 13. What are you talking about? What do you, what does that mean? What did you have to chip in for your family? Were you guys in that dire of straits? Cause that's what you're saying. You said I had to get a job because we were middle class. No, your parents probably wanted you to learn responsibility and make some money while you're doing it. And you went to work at Dairy Queen or whatever. The more she's talking about finances and everything and the importance of money, the value of a dollar, I'm ripping my hair out. I'm like, how are you having this conversation with him when all of the women in the group tried to have this conversation with you and you couldn't even hear what they were saying? You're talking to yourself right now. Take a look in the mirror because your lavish lifestyle is insane and you're going through a divorce. You're worried about moving from a 20,000 square foot of place to a, what, a 3,000 square foot apartment, God forbid, which is kind of a funny line. But at the same time, who are you to give this kid financial advice when he looks back on this scene and hears you talking about how you came up and what you're doing and how hard you work and X, Y, and Z? When? Where? What? This is, I, this is all a byproduct of the divorce and her trying to find her own identity. This is all it is, I think, because everybody is identifying her as somebody who lives off of her husband. And that's how she feels, I think. And she's trying to prove to us, the viewers, this poor bank teller and her seven-year-old son, I had to fight for my money. I know the value of a dollar. You don't. You spent $10,000 on Instacart last month alone. You clearly have no idea what the value of a dollar is. She is the example of walking over and saying, how much is a gallon of milk? Yeah. It's a, yeah. Tell me how much a gallon of milk is. She has no idea. Which, by the way, I actually have no idea what a gallon of like milk is. I know. I, could be three. I don't know. It's between two and three dollars. somewhere around there. That's about as good as you're going to get out of me. I don't really pay attention to it, but I need milk. What are you going to do? <laughs> guy's got to do what a guy's got to do. You need some milk, you know? Welcome to I Need Milk with Shooter Magoo. <laughs> yeah, but like, I think this is really what we're seeing right now. It's the identity crisis of Lisa post-Lenny. Everybody is saying she is nothing without Lenny, at least financially, and she's trying to prove to us in a very, very terrible way that she knows how to work for money. She knows what she's doing, and she's going to be okay for the rest of her life. It's not coming across as well as you think it is it's right not, now. I, to me, it's that. Plus, I think she's trying to relate to the everyday person living in this country. I think she's trying to relate to you and I and saying, I get the struggle. And it's like, you're living right now in a $32,000 condo that your current boyfriend is splitting with your ex-husband. Yeah. Look, we don't watch these shows for you to relate to us. You don't have to. And don't try to. And you don't, like, if she went into this bank and just had a normal scene, hey, he wants to open savings. Here's his piggy bank. Open the savings. Don't go into a tirade about how you you're talk about money. your first job and say that you served ice cream. That's a funny little tidbit. Yeah, I don't care leave, about that. I agree. Leave it there. Leave That's it there. That's cool. And don't say you had to work at Dairy Queen because your parents are middle class. That is banana no, like, land. Your dad wanted you to understand what it was like to work for a living. Your dad wanted you to understand the value of a dollar yeah. and didn't do a because good your job. your dad told you to do something doesn't mean you had to do it. 
that's an entirely different what well no it implies <laughs> it like it like you said it implies that she had to support her family oh yeah 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 yes i see what you're saying my bad yeah it's yeah, just shut up. i said my bad relax how much is a carton of eggs uh eggs money for, bags they were six dollars and they were a lot more oh yeah during covid they were like i think at one point because i do the only reason i know the answers to these is because i have to go to the grocery store like three times a week for clients Eggs were over ten dollars at one point. It was that. it was a nightmare, but uh, they're down to like six bucks, I believe, for a carton right now. Okay, uh, and I think if you buy, it also you don't have on, to keep going. I'm depends just on kidding. brand. If you buy the store brand, they're like four bucks, I think. And then if you buy like Eglin's best, yeah, get the organics. You start, and if you get the if you get the brown eggs, the brown shell for whatever reason sometimes is more expensive. And I think that's because people think they're closer. At least this is how my dumb brain works. Thing? What's up? Little weight thing. I don't know if brown it's a shell's thing. a little heavier. For me, when I see a brown egg, I think, oh, this is like fresh from the farm. I don't know why. I have no idea, no idea. why. But that's where my dumb brain goes. Yeah, I think the same thing. Um, back to Miami. Though. We're right, actually. <laughs> We're totally right. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. We get to another scene that I didn't really love, but that's Larsa, Marcus, and Larsa's daughter. And I will say, I do like Marcus. So do I. seems normal. He seems to have a good head you on his shoulder. You can like Marcus without liking their relationship. That's fair. And it's not even, I don't even know if I'm taking a knock at their relationship. I am. I, I'm fucking weird. It's weird. But we, I've gotten past that. I've gotten past no, no, not, that. I'm not even talking about the Michael Jordan of it all. Oh, just in general. Just in general, watching the two of them on screen sucks. Yeah, no. I, I hate watching them. Fair. I'm trying to not dissect them for. Separate the art from the artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that is fair. Like, I like Marcus as a person. And even the scenes with Lars's daughter, it seems like she likes him as a person. Or at least she likes her mom around him. She's not around enough to understand that. But the rest of their relationship is cringe. Well, to build on that, I hated the fact that Larsa decided to bring that up in front of Marcus, in front of us on TV. If you had to pick a man, though, it would be him, right? It'd be him, right? It's him. And then she finally says, yeah, it's him. Yeah, it seemed they, genuine. They No, I'm not taking away from it. They do seem to get along really well. I like that Marcus says, like, you know, I, I'm not replacing anybody. She has a father. She's grown up. I'm just here to be friends and, like, make sure that we're cool, the household is cool, all that stuff. Like, that's good. I, I like that. that. I don't like that she had to make a point to call it out right then and there in front of her daughter, in front of putting her daughter on the spot in front of Marcus is weird. Doing that on national television is weird. The fact that it's she says. Your podcast. Save it for the podcast. I'm not going to listen to. Exactly. And the fact that, you know, I didn't appreciate the fact that she said, I don't care what Scotty's opinion is on who's around her. When I, that there. didn't make any sense to me. That you should. children. Right. You should. You should care. And I'm. She I also. Go out on a limb to say that Scotty probably does care. He does care. And furthermore, when she says, I don't care who Scotty's bringing around her, like who Scotty's dead, you wrong. should. Yes. You 100% should because that's your child. But they, they start talking more, and I'm glad that at least Marcus has the wherewithal to say, like, yeah, she's growing up privileged. 
And Lars is like, I don't think she's privileged. She gets a $2,000 a month stipend. $2,500? Yeah. $2,500 a month. How old is she? Is she in college? High school? 16, maybe. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And, 14, 14. And there's 14. no stipulations as to where to spend that money. Yeah. It's not like this is for food. I liked Marcus's input, though. It was you great. You get $2,500 a month. You know that you're not going to get. That doesn't compile. Spend it all. That I was confused about I was that, very though. confused about there's that, There's no too. rollover? Does I it go back know. into the parent? Depends par- on where it's coming from. Oh, does it go back in like the parent account? Maybe. If you don't use it? No idea. They didn't expand on it. I but really regardless, to, but... to say your kid's not privileged, when her father is Scotty Pippen, and I'm sure his house in LA is insane... I'm sure that they fly private. There's nothing wrong with that, but acknowledge it. Don't yeah, sit even there. Marcus knew that. He said he didn't know what a commercial flight was until he was 16. Yeah, Marcus has self-awareness. It's it's, it's refreshing to see. I wish Larsa, maybe she'll learn from her partner as yeah, partners do in a relationship. Stop fucking love bombing each other and doing the whole, you've been gone for three days. I got to throw you a party when you come back. If they stop doing that, maybe it'll soften Larsa to the point that I can tolerate her. I just can't tolerate her. I, I can't stand her. I really can't, but... Or the fact that she says it's really hard to make money and like, oh God, she's, spare me. She's like she's taking pictures of her feet and she's getting alimony from Scottie Pippen. Okay, like I'm not trying to take away from her job. I'm not here to say that at all. I'm just saying, dude, like perspective, please. Perspective goes a long way. That's all I'm saying. And moving on, we get to Alexia and she's house hunting with Frankie and they see this apartment. I was floored at the price of that place yeah so was i 45 grand a month fucking insane that's wild that's not a forty-five thousand dollar place no well i i mean location 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 sure but like dude a three bedroom for 45k a month and that's too small what's a bigger place gonna be they must have gotten even the realtor says like you got a great deal on your current place because there's nothing like that right now yeah <laughs> draws into question why are they leaving that place I know because they're selling it, but because the owner's selling it, I don't know. They're but probably if they, selling it, and then uh, I guess the rent is actually going to correct itself. Oh, maybe that. That's probably what I was. The thinking. other part of it also is like I'm not as concerned about their financial status, knowing that she's currently looking at a forty five thousand dollar a month spot. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. I think they're okay. She didn't bat an eye at it. She no. actually ripped it apart and said this shouldn't be forty five because of what it is. Right, and I actually tend to agree because when you're looking at it like that, and you said that it shouldn't be forty five thousand dollars a month. I get it. Why are they not looking for now? This is just apartment talk with computer and steel. <laughs> Why are they not looking at just a two bedroom? If Frankie's going to be the only other one there, and you have a big closet, get a two bedroom where the second bedroom is huge. And obviously, there's other issues that go into it where you don't want Frankie to have a balcony, you don't want him to have a big tub to step over because you're worried about him. Things like that come into question. Of course, you're going to look at something, you're going to find something else. I at least appreciated the one thing that Alexia. Can did I say, say it? I think it's yeah. this. I know I sound like an asshole. Yes, I appreciated the hell out of it. I wrote it down, good awareness, pass. Right after the scene with Lisa. It's great. Perfect time. It was honestly, like, up until that point, I'm like, man, like, this kind of sucks because you're complaining about the fact that this place is too small. And she's like, yeah, I know I sound like an asshole. I was like, okay. completely vindicated. Completely vindicated. Completely That's all you vindicated. have to do. Just be aware in the moment. It was, it was perfect, and I thought that she handled it really well. But then we get to Marisol's party, and I... <laughs> I have like anxiety now when these women get together just because I know something's about to pop off. Yeah. And you know, it's like it's building and whatever. We get to Marisol's party and Julia arrives. She, this is why she can't be the person. She's so caught up in the fact that she has to deliver this message. She forgets to say hi. Yeah. She literally forgets to say hello. And they're like, it's us. Julia, she's like, 
yep, it's us. <laughs> you don't even say kind of relatable. I mean, I get it. Like it's that's I, that's why I love Julia a lot in this. And yeah, she doesn't bring it as much as you would want a housewife to bring it. But there's 15 housewives on this show, so it doesn't really matter. She is very relatable. And when she says things like that, where she forgot to say hi because she's so caught up in the drama and what she has to do personally, even though she's not involved in the drama, she's putting herself in the line. Whatever. I got that. That was funny. It was really funny. It was just like. It, it does go to show you that she's not. You're not. The, yeah. You're not that guy, pal. Not that guy, pal. Not that guy, pal. But we find out that Julia and Kiki are both walking for swim week in Miami, which in Miami, I imagine they, they tell us it's a big deal, but I'm sure it's massive. It's probably comparable to like, I'm not saying as big as fashion week, but like the fashion week of swimsuits, I would guess is probably swim week. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. That's total speculation. We have no idea, but, but we get all the ladies talking and Alexia and Marisol are both so convinced that Nicole was the one. That invited Anna because we find out Adriana flat out says Nicole invited Anna. She yep. said that the mom seated dinner, as we know. But I'm again, it goes back to the confusion. And it's, I'm going to get a lot more confused as this scene goes on. It's just confusing that there, this is when Marisol saying, I read her demeanor at the table. I was watching Adriana. She was uncomfortable. She didn't want to get involved. That to me points to Nicole. This is a person that you didn't want to get on a bus with. You didn't want to be in the same room or vicinity with. You left and avoided going. You didn't go to a party to celebrate the fact that Martina beat cancer because it was at Adriana's house. And now you're going to take her on her word flat out? I don't. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. And it's got to be that all the things that Adriana has done in the past, it's almost like she kind of parades that shit when she's going after Alexia and Marisol specifically. She always has a smirk on her face. She's always acting like, yeah, this was my doing and I'm going to watch you squirm or she tries to get under their skin and she's always so active. So maybe Adriana did throw them off the scent so well by not parading around oh, and that's saying a good this point, was me actually. and smiling at them and laughing at them as soon as Anna got there and things like that that we're used to seeing Adriana do. I don't even remember watching Adriana in the Mamacitas part two when Anna actually showed up. Because I don't, I don't even think we really saw her. They didn't like pan over to see her reaction. She just wasn't rubbing their noses in it. Maybe, so maybe that that's is enough because of all the things that we've seen Adriana do that all of a sudden she's the smart person. Is she playing smart now? I Finally. Interesting. I like that. To theory. an extent, she finally had a reason to do it and she did it well. Interesting. Good gameplay, perhaps? I don't know. Well, I feel weird saying it, yeah. <laughs> Gertie arrives because she's a fucking rock star. She just had surgery for cancer and she still makes it to the party. She looks great. And we cut to a confessional. And Adriana, who should be on cloud nine because she's got her friends back. She All she has wanted for two fucking years is to be cool with Alexia and Marisol again. Her confessional, she goes, oh, Marisol doing Marisol things, using PR to buy friends. What do you want? What do you want? I don't know what you want. What's in the box? No <laughs> I have no idea what you... I mean, like, we know what she wants. She wants the teardown of Marisol. That's the only thing that she's ever after. I thought she just wanted to be friends with Marisol. No. She just wants to ruin Marisol. She wants to ruin her. I guess. I don't know. But we finally get to the full-blown, like, Anna conversation. And it just starts out with people talking over each other. And Alexia blames Nicole right out of the gate. Julia does a good job now. Because she calls out Adriana, but Adriana shuts her up. She's like speaking Portuguese to her and pretty much saying, not right now, not right now, not right now. And in my mind, I'm like, that's because she's finally cool with these two and she doesn't want this moment to be over yet. Yeah. So she's not going to do it. 
And Julia is persistent in that moment. In this moment, she's persistent and pushing Adriana and finally gets her to say, I invited Anna with Nicole's blessing, which mm-hmm. is a very important note. Yes. Because that is enough, and she knows that's enough for Alexia and Marisol to continue on their tirade. What I was not expecting was for her to be completely exonerated immediately. That's, yeah, that was the most confusing aspect of this. This evidence was given to you. Something that you knew in the back of your mind that Adriana had something to do with this. She told you from her own lips, Julia didn't say this. Julia didn't step in and say, Adriana invited Anna and Nicole said, okay. None of those things came from Julia. It came directly from Adriana to Marisol and Alexia, but they were so caught up in this. And I think this is really just how Alexia and Marisol operate. They have been talking about Nicole for days at this point. Mm -hmm. It has been going on and they are so hell bent on bringing down Nicole because it feels like Nicole's the one who went after them and tried to throw them under the bus with the whole Anna thing that now they're just ignoring everything. Like this is the last straw. You can ignore whatever the hell else you want. Anna herself can tell you something and you're still going to play like completely downplay everything because your mind is made up. The number one culprit, the person that you guys hate the most on this show, has now just stepped in and said, it was me. You ignored it immediately? Me. How? I'm the problem. It's me. How? How are they able to do that? I have no idea. She even gives a reason. Yeah. The women that we've seen for seasons now ripping Adriana apart are now all of a sudden, no, it was Nicole. That's what. Thanks, Thanks for sharing, but no, it was Nicole. She gives a reason for it, which was, I couldn't believe it. She's like... Well, I didn't like that you gave Lisa shit for driving Lenny's roles when you drive Todd's roles, which yeah. are two wildly different dumb. scenarios. Yeah. Wildly different scenarios, right? But she gave you a reason for inviting Anna. She's clearly the culprit. She gave you why. And you're still like, nah. And it goes to confessionals. So like, yeah, it's Adriana. She's an asshole. Whatever. I'm tired of fighting with her. That doesn't mean you go after Nicole. Am I saying that Nicole's completely vindicated? I'm not on that train yet because I don't know. Maybe she was playing the game. We don't know. There could be more evidence coming out. And again, my opinion shifted. Initially, I was 100% like Nicole has nothing to do with this. Right. It's all Adriana. I still am leaning towards that. It's funny. I, I did the other shift. Did you? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But it's like I I can't count anything out because it is a housewife show. So I'm not going to say flat out it's all Adriana. I think right. all signs point to Adriana. But to say that Nicole, who is a very smart person, was completely in the dark about Anna, that seems slightly naive to me. Yeah, it definitely seems naive to me as well. And I again, I don't think that Nicole was completely in the dark. I think that she knew that there were some past issues, but again, not to the extent that we know. And that's okay. Everything's fine there. I am still so focused on them just completely casting Adriana aside. And maybe they're just tired of fighting with Adriana. Maybe it's as simple as that. We know Adriana's going to do Adriana things. Nicole's involved in this. We just made up with her. We've been trying to be friends with her the entire time. Alexia and Todd went out with Nicole and Anthony to go do, what were they doing, pizza making? Yeah. Some sort of whatever. They had a fun night. Marisol and Nicole made up. Now, all of a sudden, Nicole's doing this and backhanding us? What the hell happens? They are so scorned by this that they're willing to just ignore Adriana entirely. Maybe that's just a decision they made on their own to say, we don't care about Adriana anymore. She can try to get under her skin as much as she wants, but we're going to ignore her. Yeah, maybe. Even if she tries to do something like this, we're still going to go after the other person, the other culprit. Even if it's a 20 to 80 split and it's 80% Adriana, 20% Nicole, we're going to go after Nicole because she should know better. I am annoyed at that because we had just gotten to a place 
where Alexia and Marisol were disagreeing on things mm-hmm. and they were not completely in each other's corner. Now they have a common enemy. Was, I mean, that was sickening last year because they would just side with each other constantly, always defended each other no matter what was going on. Finally got to a good point where it was a little neutral and now we're right back in this. Mm-hmm. But then Lisa arrives two hours late to the party, and she says she has legal issues she had to take care of, and blah, blah, blah. We've heard it all before. And immediately, her and Alexia get into it, and they're yelling back and forth. And Alexia's saying, you're taking it the wrong way. All we ever want to do is protect you. We're just trying to have your back, which I do agree that's what they're doing. I also slightly agree with Lisa, and the delivery's not always great. For sure. I believe that the group has their best intentions at heart. But I also believe this. Your friend just had surgery for cancer. Why don't you all shut the fuck up and be positive and supportive and just have a good time? Table your shit for a little bit for one party because this is bigger than you guys. And finally, Gertie can't take it anymore and just snaps and stands up and goes, I can't take this anymore. By the way, cancer's not all gone. I have surgery on Tuesday. See ya. And like tries to like goes to leave. And the reactions amongst the group are pretty good because most of the women get up and walk her out and are comforting her. Who's not? Lisa. Fucking Lisa. Well, of course, because when Gertie stands up and says she can't take it anymore. Don't yell at me. Nobody cares. She says, Lisa says, don't yell at me. Alexia continues. Marisol gets up to say goodbye and then finally tells everybody else to calm down and says, Gertie's leaving. Kiki also doesn't get up, but Kiki's kind of had it at this point. Yeah, I don't think I'm not even putting it against her. Everybody else finally realizes once Gertie blurts that out, oh shit, there's more going on here. We need to go make sure that she's okay. Lisa is very, and we see this on these shows all the time, very self-absorbed. Miami might be the most self-absorbed show, actually, across all Bravo. Everybody's only concerned about their own shit. And we saw it all year. This is something that one of your friends is going through. It's a huge life event, something that's very, very terrible, and you need to be there for her. We're not seeing a lot of that. Not seeing any of Larsa to Alexia to Marisol a little bit to now Lisa. They don't care about anything but themselves. They are so into their own shit and they're trying to help themselves in whatever way they possibly can with arguing amongst themselves. That's all they really care about. But I will give them credit. And I think and I'm hoping that when they're all at the car and Gertie is going into her speech about just everybody, can we get over this trivial bullshit, please? Like, I'm going for surgery again, and you guys are arguing about nonsense. This is all nonsense. Can you just fix this? Fix it with Nicole. Fucking squash all this shit, because none of it really matters at the end of the day. And when you have something like this in your face, it's 100% correct. All of your shit can go away. You guys can squash your shit and just focus on being friends and getting to a better place. And if your excuse is in support of Gertie, fine. But just be there for her. She doesn't want to deal with this shit. She verbalizes it perfectly. Mm -hmm. This group is a visual representation of cancer. The way that they're behaving and acting towards one another. It's deplorable. It's hard to watch. And knowing that she's going through this. And then back at the table, Lisa says, I really know how to clear out a room, don't I? I didn't used to do that. It's not about you, dude. It's about your friend who is outside sobbing because she has to go in for surgery again for fucking breast cancer. Everybody else is out there comforting her, trying to make her feel better, trying to understand what she's going through and also empathizing and sympathizing and saying, hey, you know what? You might be right. Maybe we do need to look further and get past this shit. I'm going to have a conversation with Nicole. They're doing something. Is it going to stick? Is it going to move forward? Are they going to be better people? I don't know. At least they're making an effort here. Fake it. 
fucking fake it. Get off your ass and go outside. I can't. She had the easiest fucking layup of the season. It was laid out for her on a fucking platter. Lenny's an asshole. He's kicking you out of your house. He's kicking you and your kids out of the house. Sit back, shut up, and just let it play out. Instead, you have to insert yourself and say all this dumb shit all the time. Be self-absorbed. Be self-centered. Put Jody through the fucking ringer. And we have to sit here and watch you do it. And everybody is getting fed up. I, as a viewer, I'm getting fed up. Watch the reactions of the ladies in the group. Every time you bring up Lenny, they roll their fucking eyes. Knock it off. Be there for your fucking friend. It's not all about you. You're going through a divorce in which you're going to settle for millions of dollars. Gertie has cancer. Fucking grow up. Oh, my God. I didn't know that was in there. dude. (laughs) I haven't had one of those. Kept going. I don't think I've had one of those since, like, Scandaval. No, I don't even think you had those during Scandaval. Oof. Now you feel better. All right, good. I feel good. Okay. Yeah. That was the mud talking. Yeah, that's uh, that's the stuff I did in the mud last night. <laughs> Ugh. I was shoveling it to fill. Okay, yeah. So I could make a hole. Shovel this. Oh, nice. By the way, did I tell you that Barry's got a big old dick? <laughs> big soft dick. <laughs> Quoted. But uh, anyway, let's move on to our questions. I, I feel like I just took a big old, you know, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep, sure. All right. Question time. Oh, this is interesting. From Palak City, with the way Nicole cried, do you think she's coming back next season? I do think she's coming back, I but it's an interesting back. topic. I don't know. I mean, I love Nicole, but we talk about it all the time. She needs to get off the show. She's too she normal for the show. Somewhere else. Yeah. She's simply too normal for the show. You can go do a different show that's not as toxic. I agree. I just like this username from Nate Bam. Bam! Lisa's demeanor has done a 180 these last few episodes. Is this the real Lisa? I, I don't think it's done a 180. I think we've seen hints of it all season. I think it's just she's trying so hard to paint a different picture that she's failing miserably. And yeah, I do think this is the real Lisa. Yeah, I, I think it definitely is the real Lisa. Like we said, she's very self-absorbed. Once people started calling her out for her behavior and they didn't care anymore because she just kept talking about the same thing over and over and over again, mm-hmm. she's getting more aggravated. And yes, this is definitely the real Lisa. Oh, I like this. Oh, boy. From Skeller Smith, S-K-L-R-S-M-T-H. What was that poor bank teller thinking? (laughs) I don't know. I think he was happy to be on camera at first, but once it got deep into Lisa talking about finances, I think he regretted it. Yeah. um, Get me out of here. I wonder if my Chipotle is still warm. It's funny because like that scene started off so goofy. Yeah. The kid in a suit in the bank. That's funny. He's got a counterfeit $100 bill with uh, English on the front and Chinese on the back. Funny. This kid is great. He's TV gold. Yeah. You keep him on there. And then Lisa has to ruin the whole thing. (laughs) From Zach Mellon, I need that boy to be protected at all costs. (laughs) From Zoe Kudla Play, a longtime questionnaire slash listener. Who do you think will get less in their divorce, Lisa or Ashley Darby? I think that, who do you think has more money, Michael Darby or Lenny Hochstein? Probably Lenny. Yeah, I guess Miami's more expensive than Potomac, probably. Just in, like, assets alone. I think that Lisa will, because Lisa will. I don't think Ashley's ever going to get divorced. I don't, one, and two, I don't think that she, she seems to fall for Michael's shit still, whereas Mm -hmm. Lisa is actively 
fighting suing against and suing yeah. and dropping lawsuits against Lenny. Yeah, I mean, if it's like net dollars because Lisa's spending more money fighting against Lenny, maybe I, I think in the long run Ashley will probably end up getting more because she already got the house out of it. That's a good point. Got a whole new house, Seaside by the Potomac, which makes no it, sense. No, it makes sense. Sure. Um, Ah, man, yeah, I think I think Lisa's going to end up getting less net out of that because I she's got so much fighting yeah, against it. I think she'll get more technically. I think you're right, but uh, anything else? Go birds, go birds, go birds. Trepidatious. No, go birds. Stern. Go birds. Go birds. Rob Bros are out of here. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.